0: Her main hobby is watching TV.
1: Not a deal breaker whatsoever.
0: The only thing she likes to do for fun is watch TV. Fine with me. Welcome to the Love and Comedy
1: Podcast. With your host, Aurora Singh. That's me. Andrew Schaefer. That's me. That's him. And this is season two. Should episode, we say episode three. Three? We should just start saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're really,
0: hopefully, this is really painting
1: ep- ourselves into a corner if something hopefully happens. Hopefully,
0: this ends up being episode three. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see where the evening takes uh, us. Yeah.
1: But our theme today is starting out. Starting out. Yeah. Because every journey has a beginning. Yep. What is that okay. expression? A journey of a thousand steps starts with a single. A Thousand Miles starts with a single step. I don't
0: know, but that's very poetic and I like it. It is. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm into it.
1: Oh, it's... Yeah. It's how we all begin everything, whether it's love, comedy, comedy. a career, <laughs> a podcast. A podcast. Season two of I our just podcast. Saw, I
0: just saw um, um, like a meme or something that said... uh. Uh, you your everything you do every every first video the first video you put out is going mm-hmm. to be bad the first time you do this is going to be bad the first time you do this is going to be bad so just you just got to do it cuz you're not going to get to 100 if you don't start with one
1: exactly and so if this is the first episode you're listening to give us 100 episodes because maybe <laughs> one will be good <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah not this one
1: but episode 100 yeah. yeah oh it's going to be good stick it out you guys stick it out
0: stick it poke it out poke it poke it out I don't know. Anyways, so (laughs) today we're going to talk about starting out in love. In love. And in... Comedy. 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 That's what
1: we talk about on the Love and Comedy podcast. It is. All right, so every love story has a beginning. Boy meets girl, or boy meets boy, or Or girl meets girl. Or girl meets boy. Or, you know, whatever... See, we're changing the fairy tale. <laughs> <It> stays <tastes laughs> good. Uh, but everything has a beginning. So yes. when you first start dating somebody, you're really testing the waters and seeing if they're the right person for you.
0: Yeah. And it's scary, too, because you're like, do I open up? What do I hold back? What are they thinking? Like, yeah. what's happening? And There's is it some, worth it? Yeah. Like, like,
1: you've listened to the first minutes, minute of this podcast. You're like, do I keep listening? Like, what? keeps you listening to a podcast keeps you in a relationship keeps you doing your career whatever it is yeah so let's talk about some of the possible scary things that you could see early on dating we're gonna play a game okay called deal breakers
0: okay
1: so it's pretty self-explanatory on this one if you are dating somebody and you Mm -hmm. just start dating Mm -hmm. and you find out or you see something that we're gonna mention Mm -hmm. is it a deal break deal break deal you got it you got it is you it got a it. deal breaker for you? Yeah. <laughs> if they can't say deal breaker, would you still date them? No. Oh. <laughs> and that's guess, how the games. That's how the games play. Yeah, I you, guess I have no choice at this
0: point. At but this point,
1: it's too late for you. So too much paperwork. Yeah, uh, way too much paperwork.
0: Okay. So do you want to go? Do you want to go, no, go back and forth? Let's go back and forth. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Let's do
1: so it. Um, I'll give you the first uh, first deal breaker. Okay. So if you are dating someone. And you find out they live with their parents, Mm -hmm. deal breaker or not.
0: There's so many things like... Okay. uh, No. No. Okay. There's so many things that can be involved with that. So... You, you can so, go into it yeah so, so when it. you're when you are first like we're talking yeah. about first starting out with like somebody first month and or you two, find yeah. out that their date like they're still uh living with their parents yeah hopefully it's, you find this out soon by yeah, the way yeah. hopefully this it's, isn't for you it's down not a deal breaker for me okay um but uh what is it for you no yeah okay because i feel like i feel like at any age when you first find that out you don't have all the information. No. Right. So it's like why I would want to find out why. Is it just because you're lazy? Then that might be a deal breaker. If
1: it's indicative of something else, then yeah. But if it's just indicative. like. Indicative. Okay. Yeah. You don't
0: have to brag that you read. We get it.
1: <laughs> deal breaker. He doesn't read. Um,
0: um No. But yeah. Because it's like. I mean, we we lived with my mom, yeah. for a while. It's like and it was to save money so that we could, you know, start our lives together. So I, it's not a deal breaker because it, it could be a cultural thing. Maybe you're supposed to, maybe the girl is supposed to live with their parents until she meets a man, and then like it might be cultural. It might be you know they're living with their parents because they're starting their own business. They just quit their job and now their family. Like you never know, right? So. Yeah. Not a deal breaker.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And yeah, maybe 40 years ago, it's like, what's going on here? But now in our situation, it's like, no, there's so many people that are doing it. And it's it's expensive to live.
0: And if you are at any age, you're like, I can live for free or I can pay my parents a hundred, few hundred bucks a month and just help around the house. Like, yeah. It and it kind of sounds like a smart financial it's all in move. All the details. To me. Yeah, yeah. The like details. Do they
1: live in the, uh, an accessory dwelling unit, or do they sleep in the same bed as their parents? Like big deal breaker. <laughs> deal breaker. Okay. See, there's the limit. There's the line.
0: Okay. So mine is oh, I wrote a bunch. So I got to just pick one. Okay.
1: Um, she only wears pink. Ooh! I dated a girl who only wore pink and for me it's a deal breaker it is okay I'm sorry. why like if you're barbie no, no, no. if you're literally margot robbie <laughs> as barbie yes i will date you why because uh, she's hot because she's margot robbie yeah <laughs> and she's a astronaut doctor politician news reporter she's a hardworking barbie okay 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 she's everything you're right you're right you're right but no as as a person variety is the spice of life Ooh. and i think you need to mix it up and and Anything that's that obsessive to me isn't something that I'm prepared for. I don't. think... Okay, that's fair. How about you? Like a dude who only wears red or only. It's a deal. Say, it's a, a deal. Game? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a game <laughs> thing. Women can wear all one color. It's like cute. Guys, it's like. Well, if I met blue. a guy that yeah.
0: only wore uh, purple or
1: only wore only wore sweats every single day,
0: I that's a deal breaker. See? Yeah, unless it, gah, unless there was like some like it was like really niche to them and it was like a part of who they I don't know you would have to have an amazing personality to like warrant that being part of your character but if you're just like going into the office every day and you're like I only wear purple it's my favorite color it's like
1: what what I don't I get it is it sort of like anything that that's they only have one thing like somebody who only eats pizza every day it's like something you what's need therapy. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's something on? that snapped there. If yeah, yeah, the girl who I dated who wore pink, like she wore pink 95 percent of the time Mm. when she got married she made the husband wear like a pink suit like pink stuff and i was like that's that's
0: cute i don't like that
1: but i'm like yeah like like in high school it was an obsession now it's healthy now i'm like okay she's fine now but in high school i think it was a little unhealthy
0: yeah i i I think again it's attention in the details Yep, for sure okay your turn
1: all right (laughs) this this might divide the internet um deal breaker or not he's a furry
0: Deal breaker. <laughs> Absolutely. What? No, you're, I'm not into that. You're gonna
1: shame. You're gonna. I am yuck not. Kink, I
0: am not kink shaming. But that is not for me. Okay. That is a deal breaker for me. I am not into that. It is not my kink
1: how soon after they tell you they're a furry would you leave immediately immediately you wouldn't be like can we try it one time you wouldn't be curious
0: god i mean if he was like really hot
1: (laughs) the margot robbie effect if they're really hot we will look past the deal breakers
0: i mean if he had like a banging personality and a banging face and a banging body and a banging house and a banging income
1: yeah you'd be like why are you putting stuff over this i would
0: be like I guess I could try. It.
1: But what if it's no. only the head? What if he has that body, but he puts the like a fox head on or like a dog head on? I'm like-
0: actually now imagining being in the situation and I, I'm going to say no, actually, I don't okay. care the personality, anything. Nope. I think for me, it's a, I actually now that I'm like actually imagining it, it's a red flag because I don't want to. Uh, I'm just not into that. I'm just not into that. I think if you're into that, great. You know, yeah. I'm not. I don't judge you for yeah. being into that. I just think that would be a moment where I'm like, "Ah, oh, this is where we just like don't align."
1: And yeah, agree to disagree. It's not that you're wrong or I'm wrong. There's
0: no wrong or right. It's just not for me. I'm not. I that wouldn't that wouldn't get me going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, okay. Are you into that? No. Should we talk no, about? This? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs>
1: Uh, After nine years of dating, I'd like to tell you.
0: Yeah. Nine years of dating.
1: Yeah. We've been together nine years. Oh, my God.
0: That's too many. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She does not want any pets. Ooh. None. Not a single one ever. 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 Yeah.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't. End up working out in the long run, but it wouldn't be an instant deal breaker okay. for me. I feel like I would like try it out and like see if I could survive without pets and be like, you know, I still can go to the park and see dogs and breweries where people put You would their just dogs. be
0: that creepy dude at dog parks with no dog, just it's like, like I, gotta touch dog. Dogs.
1: <laughs> I gotta touch your dog. I gotta <laughs> touch your dog, touch your dog. Which one's yours? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be creepy but like yeah like it's <laughs> so sad because i do know some people are like scared of animals and that's why and i'm like do i need pets in my life i'm happier with them for sure yeah could i absolutely She never like,
0: wants a cat or a dog nothing not even a
1: fish i just don't think it would work but i wouldn't be like all right well nice knowing you and good luck this in your would life. be like,
0: like a long term like that would that would be a while down the road that where would be like really yeah. no pets and then like actually dig into it yeah but that's it wouldn't like, be a deal breaker yeah right that's like in the first okay. month
1: like i don't want kids it's like we're, we'll come to this bridge a different time and cross or destroy the bridge and burn it that okay. kind of thing like for me it would be let's see where it goes but i would be very um a little hesitant okay at that point for sure okay you do yours um oh oh
0: if the guy didn't want pets yeah
1: um i would that's a oh did you guys if you're watching the video aurora just patted my hair down she's yeah, so cute well i'm someone's got to do it
0: <laughs> are you gonna do it for me is my hair okay your hair looks great i can't wait to watch this back and be like my the hair is time. sticking <laughs> up in the back and it looks like shit <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> um if a guy didn't want pets I found that out right away that would pfft, oof. it wouldn't be a deal breaker but it would be a red flag yeah it would be on the pros and cons list it would be a con for by sure. the way did I ever tell you that we did a pros and cons list for you no and by we I mean Katie and I and by pros and cons list idea it was Katie's idea
1: what <laughs> Do you guys still have it somewhere? I don't think so. Oh, man. You got to no. you gotta come up with it, though. I know. Then for, the, for the viewers, listeners.
0: I don't remember when we did it either because I can't remember if we did it like when you asked me on a date and then I, I said yes and then I said no and then I said yes again. I don't remember if it was in between that or if it was like when we were getting more serious.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I don't remember.
0: But yeah, we hmm. did a pros and cons list. Katie and I were just talking about it this week. Wow. Yeah. Turns out you had more pros.
1: <laughs> yeah, look at this go. <laughs> I made it. Is it my turn? Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yours is. Yeah. Okay. Um, or no, it's mine because you just asked about the pets. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, all right. Deal breaker or not? He doesn't put the grocery cart back. Deal breaker. Okay. Absolute deal breaker. Absolute.
0: Absolute deal. Even if he's hot. Absolute deal breaker. Okay. Why is that? Uh, you're so rude. Mm -hmm. that's so rude where are you leaving where is he leaving it by the car
1: yeah just in the next no you're so rude
0: that's so rude people come out there it's it doesn't matter if it's a beautiful day a hot day a rainy day people are out there just trying to do their job and you're just going to be a dick Mm -hmm. you can't just put the cart back yeah. It takes an extra 30 seconds to yep. put the cart back, put it back by the store, put it back in the... Th- it's not yeah. that
1: hard. Yeah, no. That's a dude who finishes and even though it only take 30 seconds, doesn't finish you. He's <laughs> exactly. Like selfish. Like that,
0: it just... Oh, He's like, oh, it, I'm done with that's it. That's the attitude of like, it's their job. It's like, but they don't like it. Like no. they're just trying like help them out, you know, spread yeah. kindness. And, yeah. and it's like that just... That's a deal breaker for me. If I w- if we went on like a grocery shopping date and he did that, I would go home and really be like, Ugh, I got to figure out how to either. I would give him a chance to talk about I would like talk about it and be like, hey, like, why would you, you know, do that? And if he was like, well, that's like their job, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to head out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm good here. The, Thank argu- you. the argument I've read is that people say not putting their carts back makes it where somebody gets a job putting carts back like if everybody just put their carts back there wouldn't be a need for somebody to be the cart picker upper no because
0: you still because that's I I don't believe that because if you put all the carts back in the cart corral Mm -hmm. someone still has to come get all those carts yeah it all you're doing is saving them time from having to walk the entire parking lot to collect your lazy ass cart to put it back there but someone still has to go out there by the way people who go out to get the carts that's not their only job
1: yeah exactly <laughs> that's what you don't realize like it's not like one person's job all day it's just wandering. just a lot. sitting and
0: then being like cart and like, like running I don't get it. gotta go get the cart like that's not their job
1: it's always yeah it's like some bagger or some cashier it's like it's hey like we a need clean, a cart run it's like
0: a clean up on aisle two it's like cart run we're running low on carts in the yep. corral like that's what's there yeah. that's what's going on yeah so absolutely deal breaker what about you
1: Oh, yeah, absolute deal breaker. Yeah, I've told you the the biggest deal breaker with somebody I was with was we went to a movie together. At the end of the movie, we had, like, half of the popcorn left, and she dumped it, like, flipped it over to dump it out on the ground. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, they pay people to clean it up. It's fine. It's so rude. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And it wasn't a ha, ha, ha. It was a really. And I was like, oh, no. So
0: I didn't get... This wasn't the reason, but this was a contributing factor okay. as to why I got dumped by my first boyfriend. Cuz
1: you Because what I, you're about to say or because you didn't put your cart back one because time? Because
0: what I'm about to say, okay. which is on the lines of not putting my cart Ooh. back. I was that person. Okay. And I didn't understand at the time the impact of what I was doing and it yeah. it ended up having to be a whole heartbreak for me to learn these lessons. But I remember there was one night after a basketball game, we went to Chipotle, and Chipotle closes at like, oh, there's a mosquito on your yeah, face. I, I just saw it fly on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just had a vision. There of was just, just
0: a full mosquito that just landed on your face. Ugh. That's okay, I got it.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> at least it didn't go in your mouth.
1: Oh, that would have been. Um, we went been to fun.
0: Chipotle late at night. Uh, Chipotle closes at 10. We got there at like... We got there at like 9.40. I was so hungry after the game. Yeah. So we drove over there. Um, got you know, just tr-
1: pulling to Jason Aldean, showing up to a uh, burrito place so f- it 10 was, minutes before closing. So
0: it's not so much that we showed up late, right? Okay. It's what I did after that. So we showed up late. I ordered my burrito bowl or whatever I got. And then we sat down and ate it. And I ate it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like maybe 10.05 and we were sitting outside and I finished my meal and um, I was like, all right, let's go. And then I I was going to leave all my stuff there. Mm, and yep. then he was like, what do you, what are you, like, aren't you going to throw that away? I was like, no, it's their job. Like, that's, I was like, this is what they do. I was like, let's just go. Like, it's not my job to throw this away. That's what they do. And so that wasn't a reason he broke up with me, but it was definitely a contributing factor.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And I didn't re- and th- and that wasn't the only time I did some fucked up stuff like that. So. I definitely see it as a deal breaker because now I'm older and I like understand the impact and like human kindness, which yeah. I guess I was very entitled when I was younger. Can't do it now, Yep. cannot. okay, I think I have one more to do.
1: I think so okay or I'm, I'm just, more, yeah I'm
0: just gonna do one more. okay, let's yeah, just let's each s- do one more. okay, okay, so um, let's see, ooh, for the last one, her main hobby is watching t v
1: not a deal breaker whatsoever. The only thing she likes to do for fun is watch TV. Fine with me. That is that almost feels like you wrote that about me. You're like, Drew only does comedy and watches TV. That's no, you all. have
0: other hobbies. You like to go outside, you like to walk, hike, run. Kind
1: of, but TV's my like Okay, if, can I, I do a different one? <laughs> now that I feel attacked.
0: Okay. No, um, good for her. She is a picky eater
1: again not a deal breaker okay like, hold on Let me <laughs> you're just trying Let to find... find
0: um she's friends with all her exes not
1: a deal breaker healthy
0: okay she hates spicy food
1: i mean again not a deal breaker she you're doesn't trying to find anything. she doesn't know how to cook not a deal breaker all i'm right, a feminist all right, right. everybody it, all she right. does not ever have to cook if she does not want to
0: okay fine okay you do yours now <laughs>
1: You're, you went down the whole line yeah, trying to yeah. get me to be like i would not no okay, all you these go. are things that i could easily work around okay this one is a very personal one for you oh boy deal breaker he flushes with the toilet seat up
0: is he willing to change his ways?
1: No. Deal breaker. He doesn't see the point. Deal breaker just flush it, yeah. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. You Why? need to Why? put
0: the lid down. I'm not talking about the seat. I'm talking about the lid. The whole lid.
1: The whole whole You lid. need
0: to put the lid down before you flush. Because when you flush, all of everything that was in that toilet just splatters all over the wall, the shower curtain, everything yep. that's in there, and the light switch. And then you just you just go in there and touch every oh God, yeah. that's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. This is a
1: fun fact. Aurora, when we uh like have friends over, we'll write on the little welcome card. Make sure you flush with the toilet seat. Yes, down. I always <laughs>
0: say please put the toilet lid down before you flush. Thank yeah. you.
1: Because who's out here cleaning walls? And I and bathroom? and
0: we wash our shower shower curtain in the laundry. Yep. Like that that room can be dirty and people are just out here touch it and then touch their eyes. You're putting poop in your eyes, guys. You're putting poop in your You're eyes. You're putting
1: kaka. Yep. Caca
0: poo poo <laughs> in your eyeballs.
1: Yeah. Don't, it's do, gross. That. It's don't gross. do that. It's gross.
0: When you're first dating somebody. Yes. What is, and we're talking not talking first date. We're talking when you first are starting a relationship with someone, you guys are becoming more exclusive. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most important thing to focus on in that new relationship?
1: Yeah. I think early on is when you're trying to determine long-term compatibility So I think that you need to be comfortable being your full self with your new partner. Yes. So whether that's like your values or things you like to do, being yourself and not compromising because you're scared they're going to judge you or compromising because you think if you're yourself, they're going to leave you. Mm -hmm. Or like for me, like I love to sing in the car. And if a woman was like, oh, you sing so badly, like, and your music is trash, like, stop. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, you do not disrespect Rebecca Black like that, you know? Okay, like,
0: to be fair, that is so annoying.
1: It's so annoying? Yeah. You don't want me to do it? No. Is that what? Don't do I, it. Not here. Don't, it's, <laughs> it's not Friday. If it was Friday, <laughs> I would sing Friday because it that's the only day no, you're but allowed it's, to. It's
0: true, though, because then if you feel shame about something that you enjoy... Yeah. Then you do build that resentment. Yeah. Towards them and then you're like, "Well, I can't I feel bad about being myself.
1: Yeah. You like you hold it in and then you're like, they won't let me be that. So it's like that secret. Yeah. That secret and then you resentment. also,
0: it holds you back from growing because then it, it makes you feel like you second guess your choices and you're like, is this worth trying? Are they going to make fun of me or make yeah. me feel uncomfortable? And
1: same with core values. Like if, if you're like with somebody who like, for example, like the R word or like other like slurs, Mm-hmm. Some people are like, that's not, I can say that, that's fine. And other people don't. And if you're somebody who doesn't say it and your partner does and you like just laughed and don't challenge them on it, like... You're gonna again resent resent
0: them, yeah, because then they're not open to like learning, growing, you know. And if that and that is a core value thing, that yeah, it's just difficult when you're getting to know someone and then you are excited about them and then they start revealing a little bit of who they are and it might be negative. It's like, oh well, yeah, now I have to make the decision: is this a deal breaker? Yeah. You know, or should I start over with someone new?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think it's having that conversation, being comfortable to be your full self. So, it's And like, I
0: think another part is being able to be comfortable to talk about those things as they come up. Like yes. you said, if they say a slur and that makes you uncomfortable, are you in a safe space where you can express that? And if, yeah. if not, then that should be the issue. Exactly. That should be the red flag that's like, I'm not comfortable saying that that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That should be a red flag. You should feel, even if you don't agree with everything that they do or love everything that they do, you need to be able to at least talk about it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And about, it have it
1: be received. Yeah. And how about you? For your initial like, dating period, what, what are you looking for? What's the one one most important thing?
0: I think the most important thing to focus on when you first start dating someone is experiencing experiences Okay. together. Okay. I think that's the most important thing to focus on because that's going to reveal a lot about the other person and
1: how you guys will handle uh, fun and negative experiences in the future. So you're putting them through like an obstacle course. Like, how are you going to respond to
0: It's not some. It's so yes and no. OK. Because. Part of it is you want to see them. Yes, part of it is you do want to see them in conflict, right? Mm It's like there's a bad server or, you know, plans go awry. How are they going to handle that? Yeah. But really, in the beginning of a relationship, I want to focus on like having fun. I want to see how do you like to spend your time. How do you communicate your joy? How do you communicate your frustration? Like how how do you make plans? Do you are you just kind of like a f- like whatever? Like let's just show up and figure it out. Is mm-hmm. this is this an adventure or are you an itinerary person? Like I want to know about you, and I feel like experiencing experiences gets you a like a huge like window into how they handle their day-to-day life how they communicate oh I can't do that this weekend but I can do it next week like it shows you how they communicate how they handle stress how they handle fun you know everything yeah and and it's fun like when you're experiencing things together you're experiencing fun like you you know like when we first started dating we went on like a tour of old what is it Virginia
1: Virginia City was our Virginia first state, City yeah. yeah
0: so we like went on this like little tour of the this little old town in yeah. Nevada and it was so fun and like we have fun memories and stories yeah. from that day from that date
1: we do and it was like a moment where like they showed us the spite houses where it's like yeah. one guy built his house and like a centimeter away from the others so that he couldn't get any sunlight in his house. Yeah. And just it's like, spite and Just like
0: things like that. And we both found
1: joy in that. We thought and it was be- so funny. And everybody else on the tour was just like, whatever. And we were like, this is the funniest and thing ever. And we bonded over we it. We bonded because we were like, they don't get it.
0: So it wasn't even like a test, right? It was just like, oh, like... There's something that we both found funny together and now that's something that like, oh, we kind of have the same sense of humor and then we spent the whole day together. So we got food, we got drinks, like we were able to make decisions together and communicate and also have really fun memories from the day. For sure. So I think experiencing fun with your partner in the beginning is really important to focus on because you get to see everything. Yeah. Like if something had, like let's say we paid for the tour and then they canceled it, that would have been a good opportunity for you to see how I react, how you react, you know, and then we could learn more about each other.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree.
0: I think have fun just have go fun. have just focus on having fun we have fun in the yeah. beginning it's fun. it should be fun a new relationship should be fun you spend time together also we didn't just do stuff like that we we would just like lay around and listen to music yeah and that's something we realized we had in common like
1: have fun i was testing to make sure i could play my songs <laughs> and sing to you and you wouldn't be like ugh. you were like oh you sing so well i'm like she's a liar okay good <laughs> <laughs> For comedy today. Again, starting out. We got a lot of our listeners, viewers are starting out in comedy. Maybe some people are thinking about starting out. Well, this came up
0: too because I was just doing a show with a newer comic. Okay. Who I love and who loves this podcast. Our biggest <laughs> fan. Radine. Yeah. So I was just doing a show with Radine and she was telling me about things. She's she's starting out in stand-up. She's very talented. Um, and she was telling me about some of the things that she's doing in the beginning of stand-up. Um, to help her improve and I love everything that she's doing but I was thinking about like what is the most important thing to focus on when you start out stand-up yeah so let's do the we're gonna do like a yuck yum mm-hmm. on things that people can do when they're starting out stand-up
1: yeah what you can do to get better or yeah what you can be doing so uh yeah yum yuck so how you feel about it taking a comedy class
0: let's answer together on three ready one um, two, two three, three. Yuck. yuck,
1: yuck. No offense, we are yeah, recording yeah. Oh, at the comedy we spot. Are we are recording should,
0: <laughs> alive.
1: Uh, yeah, um,
0: from the Sacramento Comedy say, Spot, who has classes, comedy classes, improv classes, sketch writing, all this, all the good stuff. They are
1: for some people a good strategy. Yes, taking a comedy class could be a strategy,
0: but but for me it's a yuck.
1: For me it's a yuck as well. Yeah, it's just I think. It's something you learn more by doing rather than studying like I learning. think with
0: stand up people really find any excuse to start stand up without starting stand up yeah i really think that there's so many people when they find out we do stand up they're like oh i have a friend it just happened to us getting coffee today oh i have a friend that wants to start out doing stand up or oh i've always thought of it's on my bucket list i'm like why haven't you done it they're like oh because i just so they just come up with any excuse to not do it yeah and i think that a comedy class for some people I understand that you like the structure and you kind of just want to learn the basics. Mm-hmm. I think a comedy class is useful after you've already gone to an open mic.
1: I agree with you. I if, think
0: If you if you have never gone to an open mic, if you've never been on stage doing stand up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think starting a stand up comedy class is a really bad idea.
1: I think yeah, you need some experience. You need to know what you're actually getting into because yeah, it's the same thing people are like, "Oh yeah, Uh, they show up like day one of a comedy class they're like so how many minutes do i get to perform and they have like all these questions like on reddit there's so many people in the stand-up chat that are like i'm thinking of doing my first open mic what should i expect i'm like go to one just go just Just go go. like i know some people need a lot of help but it's like same with comedy classes they show up and they have no idea what stand-up even is i think
0: even just one open mic before i think every requirement for a comedy class should be you need to go to at least one open mic to and then come to a class. That's, I like that because I cool. I just think that it's just too. Stand up comedy is the one talent that you have to go do to get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think you need
1: to start. Okay. Okay. Uh, yuck or yum? Going to open mics. One, one two. two. Three. Three, yum. yum. <laughs> well, we just kind of <laughs> talked about it. We did, yeah. So, yeah. What's you, your thought? You have to go to open mic. So, I want to specify. Like, a lot of people, I think, just go to open mics and they just say random shit into a microphone, and they're like, "I'm a comedian. I'm learning." You need to, especially early on, go with a goal. So tonight, I'm trying my type five. Tonight, I'm going to work. I don't know on... what
0: that means, though, babe.
1: But that's the thing, like it doesn't have to be type five. I'm just saying like you have to go with a goal once you're like used to it. Like some people I see them early on, they'll go and they just keep doing the exact same five minutes at every open mic everywhere in town without changing anything. Mm-hmm. Your goal should be okay. Well tonight I'm going to try some new tags on this joke or I'm going to leave this part out and see how it does. Like you should be like going with a plan and a goal of like, here's what I'm doing tonight. I'm learning how to do crowd work. I'm learning how to do this. Like you should go with a plan and not just fly by the seat of your pants. Basically. I disagree. Okay. I think
0: that that when you're first starting out in stand up in the first couple months of going to open mics, you just need to, you just need to go. Okay. I think you need to just show up. I think it's equivalent to like getting back into, or starting to work out. Okay. You just need to get into the habit of being, in that environment so like when you first start going to the gym you can go with the workout plan and all that but i think it's more important just to show up just to be there and make it consistent you go to the gym every single day and you walk on the treadmill good you've done that for a month now your body is ready to be there i think it's the same thing for stand-up i think in the first couple months you just need to you just need to be on stage and and learn and just just get, just, just get used to the feeling of being of speaking into a microphone being in front of people seeing the audience seeing the audience see you and I just think you need to be in the habit or learn the habit of just showing up and being a comedian and just living that like it sucks at open mics it's sometimes good like you just I think it's important just to show up And then after you have made that a habit and you're like used to it, then you start to learn like, okay, now I can kind of switch things around. You also at open mics meet other comedians that go, Hey, you know, how long have you been doing it? Oh, I just started last week. Oh, Hey, you know what? Here's a little bit. Do you want a little bit of advice? Here's a little bit that can help you. Right. And then you start to learn and pick it up. And now you're starting to learn the lingo of like a type five, a tag, a, premise a punchline you're starting to learn the lingo because you're exposing yourself yeah true so that's that's my take on it so
1: yeah you just going in general for me i I think i'm trying to save myself because i go to open mics still and i'm just like i don't want to hear your same five every week if you're not changing and improving like see
0: and i'm the kind of person that's like i see you there and i'm like good job
1: yeah See, we're different. I'm the
0: person in the gym that's like, I see everybody there and I'm like,
1: good for you for being here. My, yeah, my first year in comedy, my goal was never re- repeat a joke. I only lasted like four months before I started repeating jokes. And some of it was because people were like, oh, are you doing the Snow White joke? Are you doing the DMV joke? Like they would ask me to do jokes. I'm like, okay. But my goal was write a new five every week.
0: Yeah. And I think that for and it's different for every person but I feel every like person. for me that would set me up for failure in the beginning because yeah. I that would be like an unrealistic expectation for me and I would want to make it more of a habit first than setting all these like it's like I keep going back to like working out and diet culture but it's yeah. like okay Monday I'm going to start doing this diet and then I'm going to go to the gym five days a week Mm -hmm. And it's like, or just like be kind to yourself and be like, I'm going to make healthier choices and I'm going to go to the gym three days a week and I'm just going to go to the gym. I'm just going to go because when I'm there, I'm going to do something, you know, and then slowly be like, you know, I like the treadmill. Let me look up some treadmill workouts. Okay. Now I want to get into weight training and then you start to learn and grow as opposed to being like, here's your rigid
1: schedule. I gotcha. Okay. Next thing. Uh, Yum or yuck. Reading a comedy book. One, one, two, two three. three. Yum. yum. Good. Okay. I wasn't sure. I was like, I think this could be the one we disagree. I say yum. Yum.
0: At any point.
1: At any point. Yeah. At any
0: point before you start, when you're starting, ten years in, twenty years in, I knowledge is power. In that sense. Yes. In that sense. In that sense. <laughs> not in a comedy
1: class. <laughs> comedy class. There's too many bad habits, and you're you're sometimes not at the not comedy Not the comedy spot. spot the though. comedy spot is other Drew. Yes fantastic classes great classes
0: but i think a book is something that you can passively absorb mm-hmm. knowledge i think even before you start stand up it can give you insight it can give you the confidence to get up on stage yeah. it might be that it might be that thing that's like okay i'm just going to go do it yeah so i i think it's And helpful. i think it's
1: yeah like you were saying at any stage of your comedy career because you could read the same page before you start stand-up comedy one year in 10 years in and that passage is gonna hit you differently and yeah, it's like maybe good point before you started it made no sense and then 10 years in you're like wait oh my god it is about context or whatever like it that's clicks. why these jokes for years have been off because the context or whatever you know so yeah i think it's a good one yeah at any stage at I any stage you. yeah all right um yuck or yum Studying your favorite comedian sets. Like watching their videos. And oh, studying. I thought there was more. You I, said it like it, there was more it, to the sentence. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't do a little like line break. So I was like, oh, nope, that's not that's okay. the next one. Okay. So studying your favorite comedian sets. One, one two, two, three. three. Yum. Yum. Yeah. Yum. I, th- I think study but not copy. Yeah. That's something. There was a show I did recently and a headliner was watching one of the openers. And he's like, hey, is this person new? I was like, "Mm, not really. He's like, oh, he's still, he's acting like a comedian. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you don't hear like, that's a very like John Mulaney. John Mulaney would do the bit the exact same way. Yeah. And it's like, that's, yeah, John Mulaney's great. So shouldn't that be a good thing? He's like, no, like, I don't know who he is. Right. And so, yeah, I think study to learn the methods and then put a a twist on it.
0: Yeah, I think study, I mean... If you're an athlete, you're going to study other athletes and see the, uh, learn their work ethic. You're going to learn how they got to where they're, they are. You're going to see them play and be like, oh, I, you know, I need to work harder so I can be like yeah. that. So
1: yeah. Why, yeah. You copy, yeah, Steph Curry's dribble moves. Like, so, yeah, do it, but yeah, I put your own twist on it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Study. I um Before I did my first mic. Um, I was always a fan of stand-up. Um, I, was a f- I was and still am a fan of Joe Coy. And I really loved his storytelling about his family. Yeah. And so when I first started stand-up, that was what I decided to go with. I was like, I like the way he tells stories. So I'm going to go on stage and talk about my personal experiences. Yep. And I only started doing that because I did, you know, in a sense, study Joe Coy mm-hmm. and then even throughout my comedy career, watching people like Taylor Tomlinson, Joe Coy, Michelle Buteau, like all these comedians I look up to, I'm like, what do I like about them? Okay, I love Michelle Buteau's stage presence. Yep. and that's something I relate to. So now I can be more confident on stage because of that. I love yeah. Joe Coy's storytelling. I love Taylor Tomlinson's like Mr. X. like it's yep. these are and, and then also it helps you learn the lingo too. And you can and then you can start applying it to your writing. Yep. yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely a good one. Definitely a yum. Okay, um, a couple more yuck or yum. Writing groups. One, one two, two, three. three. Yum. yum, yuck. Ooh, y- why yuck? Why and in between? Yuck? Why are you in between?
0: I think writing groups are helpful when you're with good comics.
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> shots fired there are some where it's like yeah none of us know what we're doing here so it'll make us all better to be bad together
0: i've been in writing groups where i'm like this is not productive or helpful in any way shape or form you don't there are writing groups that i've done and i'm gonna be honest they were all with like straight white men and they all instead of trying to like help in the joke writing process or like stage presence or anything it almost seemed like they were all trying to like one up each other in jokes instead of like trying to actually help yeah and that wasn't productive for me it was a waste of my time yeah
1: and it had nothing
0: to do it had like they couldn't make it not about them
1: and that's yeah that's a challenge so I, I see the yuck especially starting out yeah but it's something over time see who has comedy style that you respect and that you relate to, or you can gain something from. If you're
0: starting out and stand up and you can find a writing group with comedians who are more seasoned than you mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Do that.
1: Yeah. Don't join a group of other people three months in and no. ever, nobody has any experience. Nobody no. knows what they're doing. Yeah. it's
0: You need to find, you need to find a way to be in a writing group with people who are better than you. Yeah. That's the truth. I mean, they don't all have to be better than you. You can be... But you guys need to be at different levels. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, if you're in a writing group and you have people in there that are better than you and you have some people in there that are maybe newer than you and not as good as you, they might give perspective of a newer comic, like a green comic that's like, well, why don't you just do this? And we're all like, oh, my God, wait, that's a good idea. We didn't think of that because we're so deep in it. Mm -hmm. But then we also have wisdom to share with the other person.
1: Yeah. So
0: it brings them up and it brings us... It kind of like it works as like a what's it called a a fucking thing the uh or uh you know you know what i'm saying an organism like it has like a
1: like a ecosystem ecosystem there you go yeah (laughs) words (laughs) words
0: um what do you think
1: yeah i think yeah it's good you have to make sure there's somebody better than you in there or or else yeah you're not going to grow from it because if you're around other people that also are new and maybe they don't know like how to avoid low hanging fruit, which low hanging fruit is like the first joke that everybody thinks about. Like if you were doing a joke and somebody in the crowd could shout out the punchline, that's not a compliment. That's an insult. Yeah. So if you're around other people and they all are shouting out the same punchline or same joke idea, somebody else has already done it or the audience is thinking it and it's not going to get the big laugh. Right. So you need people that are like, yeah, a little bit more seasoned and just a good variety. And don't rely on it as the only tool.
0: Exactly. That's for
1: sure. Um, Do we have any more of those? Um, Yeah. Okay, Uh, let's just do a couple more. Let's do, yeah, let's do one more because I think this one might be more divisive. Ooh, okay. Um, Yuck or yum, memorizing a set word for word. One,
0: two,
1: Two, three. three. Yuck. Yuck. Oh, I thought maybe.
0: Why would you I think know. I would say yum on that? I, I've me, never done that.
1: <laughs> for me, I kind of actually thought I might say yum a little bit. Like I thought about it. I was like, no, it's yuck. I was like, she might say yum. No, I, I think you lose some of the authenticity. Agreed. Yeah. But that being said, my first two months, I typed out my sets word for word. That's Okay. And then tried to sort of remember them. That's okay. And that's fine.
0: Yeah, because in the beginning, you're trying to figure out what works for you.
1: Yeah. And for me, it was all in the writing. So it was so important that the setup was right. It was concise. Like I studied before I took the stage. Yeah. So I knew like, okay, rule three, make sure I know what the three things are. Like specificity, make sure I know the details that I'm going to add to it. So I I wrote it out. Yeah, I know
0: headliners that are amazing that type out their sets yeah um word for word yeah but they and then they study it but they don't go on stage necessarily with the words memorized yeah it's more that it's they can type it out and then see the timing where the jokes are Mm -hmm. they can see how wordy it is so i i actually remember i was in a writing group and there um someone was like i encourage you to type out your set word for word because then you can see how many words there are Yeah. And then you can cut the fat and you can remove some words that aren't helping the story and make your jokes more like to the point and funny and get that laughs per minute higher. Yeah. So you can use it in that way. But I think if you are just trying to memorize it like a script, then it does remove you from being in the moment. I agree. Okay. So when you're first starting out stand up comedy what's the one thing you think you need to focus on like the the when you're first starting out stand up you're a year in mm-hmm. you've now it's a habit you're going out to yep. mics you've done a couple showcases you're you're getting into it right you're like yeah. a year maybe a year and a half in like what is the most important thing you need to focus on one thing
1: for me i think it's being your most unique authentic self So finding the way... They always say like comedy voice. I don't expect you to know your voice in the first year or two. Like It took me eight years to find my voice in comedy. And did I do okay before that? Yeah. But it wasn't until I found my voice that it started to click for me. And it was when I realized I just have to be myself up there. And I see some of these younger comics that are getting like big opportunities very early on, like way sooner than I did. And I'm like, what's the difference? I'm like, oh, because on day one... Even if they weren't funny, they were themselves. And for I think like for me, the funny came first and the authenticity, the me came later. And I think I'm seeing more success these days with people who just start out authentically themselves. So finding yourself what makes you laugh and making and making it in the context the audience can laugh too.
0: Yeah. I think that's good. How about you? Well, I definitely agree with you. I also think um I think the number one thing to focus on when you're starting stand up and you're in this you're now in the scene is being funny. Okay. But it also In any
1: way or specific way, like I, be a good writer or be good on stage, or just overall just be funny.
0: I think you just need to focus on writing a joke but I also think it has to do with like being authentically yourself like when I'm first starting out stand-up comedy I think I'm trying to think of like what is the number one thing I think the number one thing is like you just need to know how to make an audience laugh so that means writing a joke that means stage presence that means writing in your voice you know I think that a lot of new comics go out and they go, I need to get better at crowd work. I need to focus on my brand. I need to do clip like now clips. Everything's like, I got to clips. I got to write for clips. I got to write for clips. I got to do. And I, and like, I get it. I understand that that's part of it, but I think if you want to make this a long-term goal, a long-term career, you need to focus on being consistently funny, consistently funny. like, All the time like undeniably funny and then also just learning how to like let the bad times just roll off your back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice for the first year especially.
0: Yeah. Just just know that it's not always going to be fun. Nope. And sometimes and 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 focus on the fact you know what else I would say focus on what oh my God, please get your mental health in check. Oh, That is like, uh, honestly, if I could go back and talk to first year Aurora, I would be like, hey girl, start therapy.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not This therapy. is the time
0: to do therapy. Yeah, Do it now. The
1: stage is nice. It's yeah. therapeutic, yeah. but it's not therapy.
0: Yeah, so I would say focus on being authentically yourself and therapy would definitely help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also just like for every comedy scene, yeah, no more people that are just mentally unstable
0: yeah it's it's honestly it's dangerous i think doing stand-up without some kind of support it's whether you're in therapy or you have a support system i think that this en- industry can really eat people alive literally and um people unalive themselves all the time in this industry it's really sad um yeah. but focus it, on your mental health focus on being funny and focus on being yourself not what you think a comedian is
1: hmm Yep.
0: And any and any time and effort you put into the first couple of years of doing stand up, you need to put into you being yourself on stage. Not yep. like not like clas- I don't know, not like classes that are going to like teach you to be yourself because you can't be taught to be yourself. No. I don't know. What am I saying? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Learn to be yourself. And and anyway, I know like Both of us are very like vulnerable, realistic people on stage. We share life stories, that sort of thing. But even if you're doing characters or one liners, like find a perspective that's unique to you. Your characters, like Tim Robinson's characters on I Think You Should Leave, there's like certain energies that he has that he brings to those characters. And so you can tell when it's like, this is his idea, he believes in it. Yeah. and he he commits he commits to it and yeah there's a message or something to it so yeah whatever it is just
0: I hope that makes sense to everyone yeah Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Love and Comedy Podcast uh, with your host, Drew Schaefer and myself, Aurora Singh. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We we talked about starting out. Yeah. Starting out in love, starting out in careers, comedy, all the things. Um, uh, you can follow us on all the socials at the Love and Comedy Podcast. And by all the socials, I just mean Instagram and TikTok.
1: That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on threads? (laughs) Who's on X? Nobody.
0: And um, we release episodes every Thursday.
1: We do. Uh,
0: So please like.
1: Like, share, subscribe, (laughs) tell your friends, uh, whatever it is. Comment. Definitely comment. Rate. 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 Yes. Um, And if you have any questions that you want us to talk about or topics, if you're like, hey, I love your perspective. I would love to learn more about blank. We want to hear it. Yeah, we want to hear it. We're lazy. We don't, we're not good at making ideas. So please. I
0: think we're pretty good at making ideas. But we would love the help. Yeah,
1: we'd love the yeah, help. Yeah, yeah,
0: Um. Anything else?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Thanks for listening. Yeah. Love, love you. you. Love you.
1: Comedy you. <laughs>